Hello. Uh, on this episode of my podcast, I'm with my friend Michael McCone from uh, Wisconsin, and uh, we just dedicated his business to the Lord, and it was so awesome. We felt we should get on here and basically talk through what we did and pray, so we record it, because we should have recorded it live, but we didn't. So, Michael, tell him about your business and uh, what just happened. Hey, everybody. It's Michael McCone. Um, we have a family business here in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. It's a very creative business. We do um, clay and other kinds of art that we make and ship all over the country to art galleries. And we also have a big retail space with um cafe and in a creative area where people can come in and do their own thing and a big music venue that uh, will fit about four or 500 people. So we have a lot of people coming onto these grounds. And about 20 years ago, we dedicated this property to God. And then through the tyranny of the urgent, we sort of lost sight of that. And we didn't backslide or anything, but we just got busy and didn't, it wasn't mindful for us that it was his property and it, it was holy ground. And so with Ted and, and my daughter and son-in-law, we um, stood at the four corners of our property and put some oil on the ground. And then we prayed through a whole number of different things with uh, Ted uh, guiding us and helping us. And it was awesome. Yeah, the first thing we did... Um and it's interesting, Michael, I'm just thinking as you're sharing about it right now that we walked through your business, what I've been walking through with you. Um, so, so should you briefly share how we connected and then how we reconnected? Yeah, that's like, uh, it's a miracle Really quick, story. just give um, it, yeah, give yeah. it a two-minute version. Sure, I'll, I, can, I can do the flyover. I was at a conference for, uh, the, uh, the, the, of TEDs for transformation, and... Um, I, uh, How many years back it, was that? That's got to be 15, I'm thinking. Right. Don't you think yeah. it's like 15? Yeah, it was right and, when um, Anointed for Business came out, right? Correct, correct. And um, there, we had the first day, it was a three-day conference, I believe, or if it was a two-day conference, it was the night before the conference. We were in a hotel, and I had a, a dream uh, and my, I was in a house which represented my life, and, and there were a bunch of um, uh, really creepy people in this house that were just kind of uh, just destroying it and not letting me live in peace. And there were some areas of my life at the time that were kind of out of sorts, and, and these people were representing those things in my life, and, and uh, they were coming in the windows and in the back doors and and um, and I went downstairs to get a little peace. It was a little quieter on the first level, and there was a guy sitting at a table, and he was very calm and peaceful. And I came up and I said, "Can you help me at all?" And, and he said, "Well, sure." And and then he talked me through how I could rid the house of of these creepy people. And and the dream was over. It was very vivid, and I woke up. And, and uh, the next day at the conference, I'm sitting there at the conference, and and uh, the guy walks through the door that was in my dream. It was Ted. I'd never seen him before in my life, but he was, he was the man in my dream. And so I knew that he was connected, connected to the dream. I'm laughing because I'd totally forgotten all the details. <laughs> yeah, I was going to tell you sometime, why not do it on tape? And, and so uh, 
for the for half the conference, I didn't even know what to do with it. You know, Ted's rather an intimidating figure. Very tall. He had long hair at the time. Um, he looked as handsome then as he does now. And, uh, and he's taller than me, and I'm tall, so he's kind of a bit intimidating. And I didn't quite know what to do with it, but I knew I had to do something. I felt God, you know, it was, a, it was just a visitation. So I, I pulled him aside from the conference, and I said, would you have time to chat with me? And we went out into a quiet corner, and um, I told him about my place in life at the time and the things that were weighing me down. And he uh, encouraged me and prayed with me, and it was a life-changing event. It, it just gives me goosebumps goose bumps just thinking about it. Cool stuff. Wow. Wow. And then we reconnected. So then we yeah. connected off and on, but uh, not right. intentionally so. And what sparked yeah. you to reconnect? I, well, I know what um, sparked I, you on my side because I was praying that now is the time, Lord. So seeds that were sown, yeah. the timing changed. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I think um, as I... Uh, as I was sort of, uh, and, and, and after that time, uh, I, uh, you know, uh, walked through life as, as a Christian, you know, and, but I got a little bit uh, distracted by business. We have a lot going on here and a lot of responsibilities, a lot of activity, and it's, it's not an excuse, but I'm just saying I sort of lost focus about, about having God be, you know, up front and center in everything I do. And as I came to a place recently, you know, I don't know, six months ago, um, I just decided to really get back to that place, and Ted immediately came to mind because of the experience from before. And so I gave him a call, and we're just like fast friends, like nothing happened over the so, years. So that that time when we had connected, that's when you had read Anointed for Business. You know, your life was, that was quite an encounter with Jesus. Um, and then you also, you and your wife got really fired up about, using your business as a ministry, you know, as a kingdom vehicle and dedicating it to the Lord, and you dedicated it to the Lord back then, right? Yep, that's exactly what happened. The dedication was after we'd um, been with you and the whole um, the transformation thing and the marketplace ministry, um, we, we were just totally hot on that, and, and we, we, um, took that, we took that forward. And even, you know, with our employees and everything, we tried to um, have a place like that. But then I can't put my finger on it, but, but you know, uh, it, it just uh, slipped through our fingers like sand over, over the years. And uh, in some ways you don't even realize that you lost, you know, what you had, had wanted to hold on to forever. But we just came to a place where we just needed to... to uh, um, just really refocus on that, so it's totally front and center. Well, I'm glad you're saying that because when we um, when we began by rededicating uh, your company to the Lord, we started by repenting, and I I'm like, you know, what you just described. It's called the cares of this world, and it just wears you down, and. Uh, um, like my wife says, she's, uh, she was at one point uh, a professional dancer. Now she's a dance teacher. 
but she would say, you know, it's it's uh, uh, if you do nothing, you're going to diminish. It's not, you know, if you're going to be a dancer, oh, right. you intentionally yeah. do it every day. And it's like that in the spiritual walk, you know. It, to, to backslide, it's sufficient to just do very little, you know. I mean, you don't even have to do nothing. You just have to not do enough. And I, I mean, that can be a burden. I actually see it as refreshing because the Lord shows us the way out. And he says, if you want to be my disciple, it's easy. Take up your cross, die to yourself, follow me. And, um, you know, Lord, it's about you, and I want to be used by you. And, yeah, that can seem like a heavy burden until you experience it, because then you see, wow, that's your freedom. That's where joy comes, and that means every day mm-hmm. I can access this joy of my salvation. Oh, this means I don't have to live underneath that mundane status quo. I don't have to have my passion drained. I can recultivate it every day. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really a good a good word to it's a reminder for me as you're saying it, I'm soaking it all up because as uh you know, as a, a business owner and as a you know, husband and father and grandfather, we have thirteen kids, we have lots of employees, our life is just full and busy and from the minute I get out of bed until I go to, to sleep at night, it's just crazy full of all kinds of activities. And, and all of these distract from anything that I might want to be focusing on. So I've, I've tried, one technique that's helped me is, is I actually put my feet off of the bed and get them on the floor as a reminder. I, I ask the Lord to, to guide my feet this day. I give you this day to... Um, to uh, guide me on the path you want me to be, it's yours, and that sort of helps me from the from the from the very beginning. And uh, and then I may wander through the day and do the best I can. But it's it's super good to 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 hear that word about if we don't if we're not moving forward and exercising the the important spiritual things in our life, they they will just sort of dull out and just become just part of the din and and you lose effectiveness and even peace, you know, and joy, all the good stuff. Well, Father, I just, uh, we just, again, I mean, we're recording this to memorialize this dedication on, uh, uh, let's see, I just saw the date. It's Tuesday, April 23rd. It's 2 o'clock here in California, so it's, what, 4 o'clock there in Wisconsin that we've dedicated this business to the Lord, Father, but we begin just by repenting and saying, Lord, uh, mm-hmm. Lord, reiterate what we said. Lord, on the record, Lord, I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm not, I want to be like Paul. My ambition is to be like Paul. Who, wow, he, he went further in the spirit. I mean, he's, he's my hero. He probably did more miracles than anyone recorded in scripture other than Jesus. And, Yet at the end of his life, he he understood that he he identified that it was all by grace. Lord, we can't brag about anything, Lord, and we mm-hmm. just come before you and say we're just sinners, Lord, and and praise God that there's no compromise. He hasn't been stealing, Lord, didn't rob people. He's not cheating, Lord. He's not breaking covenant. But Lord, we also say, Lord, uh, 
forgive us for not continually cultivating your presence. Lord, whatever is not a faith mm-hmm. is sin. Forgive us for being succumbing to the cares of this world. Lord God, Lord, if we are not if we don't die to ourselves, if we don't take up our cross and follow you, you don't say we're not very good disciples. You say we're not disciples. Mm-hmm. Lord, we use the term radical disciples, but really the scripture just said disciples. And we don't want to just know you. We don't want to just be saved. We want to follow you. We want to be like you. And even that, Lord, that's our greatest ambition, but it's just by grace. It's you've given us. What greater joy is that? Lord, cleanse us and wash us daily. Let us abide in your mm-hmm. presence and see your light, Lord. Amen. And Amen. Um, and uh, just one other thing I could uh, take on the end is we dedicated the, the property and walked around the four corners and poured a little oil. Um, we um, There were a couple things that, that sort of came to mind and Ted shared, and one of them that really stood out to me was the, just about love. Uh, we let God's love run wild in our place. If we ourselves care for and, and love every patron that comes in to treat them with 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 love, grace, respect, and joy. Um, it's God's that, that we're giving, and without in mind revenue from that, it shouldn't be within mind to see if we can turn them into a, a, a long-term customer because they felt so good. But just just for the fact of sharing God's love with them is uh, is what the focus should be and and that's where um, the best result will come is as we chase money we will get maybe money in our hand but we'll we'll have a, a, a emptiness along with it I think that what we talked about and prayed about is if we put um, that first we put love first then he will take care of all those yeah other things. and the Sermon on the Mount when when Jesus in his teaching says, uh, you know, you can't love both God and mammon. You're going to, you know, right. you can't serve both of them. His whole point is have a vision that's bigger than money and serve that. Otherwise, you're going to end up serving mammon. You can't serve both of them. But if you set your mind on that and you serve God and you pursue that bigger vision, mammon will serve you. And he also says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just giving us a spiritual principle. He was giving us a marketplace principle. And the best companies in the world have already discovered this. I was sharing the example I heard. I believe his name is Brian Johnson, who worked with Steve Jobs, and he uh, was the executive that envisioned and implemented the whole um, that implemented the whole uh, uh, Apple Store retail vision uh, thing, and um, which be, you know Apple stores are the most uh, prosperous retail stores per square foot ever. Uh, they not only became this incredible uh, software, I mean, hardware device company. They've also transformed the way retail, people think about retail. They transformed the whole industry. Everyone's rethought it because of their example. But he, when he came over from Target, he's a born-again, committed believer, um, lives here in Silicon Valley, and um, 
he said that their guiding principle when he came to Apple and Steve Jobs said, here, go do it, you know, go do your thing and let's start from scratch and let's re-envision what retail was meant to be. He said his guiding principle was how do we implement Jesus' command to love people? How do we love our customers? So they didn't want to use that language because it's, you know, kind of bushy and all that. So the language mm-hmm. they used was enrich people's lives. But every decision they made was not about how do we maximize profit, you know. It was how do we enrich people's lives. And that's why they put them, I mean, no one was putting computer stores in high-traffic area. You had to go drive to them. They said, we put them in high-traffic areas, not because we thought that would be more profitable, but because we wanted to love our customers. That's where they're at to make it convenient for them. When when my iPhone breaks, like the whole idea of the Genius Bar was not, I mean, that was radically different. (laughs) <laughs> like they used to, we're gonna, they used to charge you for everything. You used to have yeah, a plan. Yeah, and they're like, no, we're going to give yeah. it all away. But if my iPhone breaks and I go there, this is how they train their Genius Bar people. They said it's not about a device that's broken. It's about a broken relationship. We made a promise that our device, that we would deliver something, and that promise, we didn't come through on that promise. So what are we going to do to make it right? And it's about restoring a relationship and restoring trust. They did all this stuff, and it's a perfect example. I mean, they've made more money than anything, but their driving force was never to make money. And I tell you, they would never have gotten those results if Steve Jobs had said, I want to make more money than anybody else has made in retail, figure out how. They would have had no norm. Right, yeah. And they would have mm-hmm. had no staying power, and it wouldn't have gone to the depth, and you would have sensed it out, and you would have smelled it out. So it turns out Jesus isn't just teaching us how to be good spiritual beings. He's teaching us how to be good business leaders. And I believe that for you. I mean, I just sense wow. you know, your art, your creation, uh, you know, you're co-creating with God. And especially now as you're focusing, I mean, your, your heart right now in this phase is really enriching the environment, enriching the space. I mean, I'm looking at, San Jose, Silicon Valley, beautiful weather. God created all this because he loves us and wanted to give us a beautiful space. Um, and now you get yes. to work with him to create a beautiful yeah, what space a to love people. Yeah, that's um, it's an incredibly timely um, message for, for me personally and to pass on to uh, our team and our employees as we just get ready for the retail season because uh, we, you know, of course think uh, that the normal practice of customer service, that the customer's always right and to be pleasant and courteous and kind and all of those normal things, we try to instill those things. But this is a step beyond that that I had never even considered until Ted and I just chatted this morning and I hadn't heard that story before I mean I love the Apple spaces I just didn't know what I loved about them so much but um, it's very timely for us because we'll be this is going to be boots on the ground starting tomorrow because we're actually training employees you know in the ahead. so yeah cool cool stuff and I think your job too is yeah I'm glad you brought up your employees because that's another um, 
you know, you understanding that, that, that this culture is going to begin by, one, you implementing it, first of all, with your wife and your family, um, which in your case, you have the tremendous privilege that your family is your leadership team, and then to your customers. And I mean, no, no, what I meant to say is then to your employees and understanding that your role is to truly, sincerely care about them and truly love them. And realize, I mean, another mantra that's going around Silicon Valley is understanding that your employees are your most important customers. And as leaders, you need to understand that I need to cultivate them. I need to not, you know, uh, how do I enrich their lives? How do I love them? How do I love them holistically? So uh, why don't we wrap this conversation up? Uh, by you say a prayer, uh, and then I'm going to pray and just impart, and I'll close with that. How does that sound? It sounds awesome. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity on this uh, beautiful sunny day in northwest Wisconsin to uh, have Ted come with us and our team to, to rededicate your land. This was yours all along, but it was just a... Um, it was a super good thing to do, and thank you, Lord, for for meeting us and for guiding us through the the process of laying down uh, the things that hold us back, for repenting of not um, following you and allowing you to be first in our lives and in our business. And I just um, look forward to what you're going to do and and tomorrow, not just uh, today, as we did this physical act of of uh, um, dedicating the property in a meaningful way, but tomorrow to take this forward and then the next day it, it's your property and you um, are free to, to run wild in it. And we ask you to do that through us all this summer and forward in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just, uh, Lord, just, just thank you, Lord. And I just feel once again to just say, uh, Lord, we, we've screwed this up so often, even as a minister. Lord, we, we make it about words. We make it about creeds. We make it about uh, us and them, Lord. And uh, it's really just about you loving all your children. And it's so simple, Lord. And we make things complicated, Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, 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 just thank you that you cleanse us for all that. Thank you that you died not just for the sins of the world and for those ugly, nasty ones, but also those things that we don't think are ugly and nasty, but separate us from you and clog up our pipes and uh, stop your love from flowing, Lord. And, uh, Lord, just purify us fresh and anew. Lord, and I just pray that uh, uh, Michael and his team, Lord, that they'll just, I pray that Michael will just, walk in in the joy of his salvation anew and afresh lord he and his wife lord this, you love us lord the wonder that you love us that you are god that you went to all this effort lord god it's it's and i just pray that this will permeate their business it'll be renewal it'll be refreshing lord and not mm-hmm. in just in in that that people will be passionate Lord, I also pray that anybody in his business who looks at the art and is doing something else but 
has dreams and ambitions, Lord, that you'll cultivate that, Lord. Let them speak up or speak to Michael and help him create an environment, Lord, that his employees can thrive and prosper and that their unspoken dreams, they can start to dream again, Lord. Father, and I just pray that that space will be some place where people will feel refreshed, that they'll just feel something mm-hmm. unique and different. Lord, and even every piece of their artwork, they'll take it home, and it will bring light and joy and, and, and peace, Lord, upon their homes and into their lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, mm-hmm. amen. Good stuff. Amen. All right. God bless you all. Hey. Yeah. yeah, thanks for spending time with us. It uh, it was an honor and a joy, and um, it's uh, you're a great addition to our team, Ted. Praise God. All right, blessings. Amen. Thank you for listening. Take care. And those of you who are listening, go and do likewise. Get Ed's book. Get Ed, Dr. Ed Savos's book, Anointed for Business. That's a good place to start. All right. God bless you.